You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and a healing energy curator. So today I am recording this. It's about 11 p.m. on January 3rd. Normally, I put out my episodes on Tuesday, but I was actually not feeling well from about Sunday until kind of today. And I realized, you know what? It might be good to record an episode because I've had so many ideas rolling around in my head and I was kind of regretting not pushing myself to record one. But then I realized, oh, well, if I put it out tomorrow, then it'll be on my birthday. So when you're listening to this, January 4th, it's my 35th birthday. And I figured this might be a longer episode, so it might be that I am spending my last hour of my 34th year, or I guess 35th year, but of being 34, recording it. And the reason I've kind of been avoiding this is that there were so many different ideas, and I was just trying to find like one common theme or where to split the ideas, because what's been happening is I keep kind of having these ideas, and I'll be a bit to record them, and then... I just don't feel it gets the right time. And I've described to you before how spirit will start bringing me repetition in a theme. And that's when I know that it's something that I'm meant to speak on. But what was happening is that it was kind of crisscrossing between two themes. And when I kind of did a bit of review over my remote recharge and the seasonal reset newsletter, and was kind of looking through those themes to find something, I realized that the cards for the for this week and next week were kind of the main themes that were coming up. So that is how I'm going to organize this so that it doesn't sound like I am just babbling on for like an hour. That might happen anyways. I really don't know how these turn out when I don't have a lot of notes to go by. But what I will say is that I have really been tuning into the energy of rest, which I talk about constantly how I'm going to rest more and I never do it, but this time I really have. So the card that was associated with this is actually next week's card. So I almost feel like these two are flipped or just combined because this week's card is the two of wands, which is kind of making a decision between what we're daydreaming about and whether we really want to put energy into that and move forward with it, or if it's all talk and we don't actually want to do it. So that's a two. And then next week's card is the four of swords, and that is the one about rest. And I think both of these cards have come up at different times, but the four of swords has been very significant for me because it has always come up for me as enforced rest like where i don't really have a choice but to rest and that theme came from actually a unicorn tarot deck that i have and that was the way it was described in that deck and it really just stuck with me it also i think is genuinely like one of the original tarot meanings for it there's often someone lying down and there's like swords going vertically above them and then like one going in another direction whether it's in them or across the others and 
why that's significant is that, you know, as a Capricorn and someone who just genuinely keeps doing more work to stay busy, I do sometimes need something to stop me. So, for example, one time it was when I had a car accident and I was off work for a while. Um, I started getting it around maybe a couple months before the pandemic. So you can see how these are like big things, right? They would stop me. And in the last while, there really hasn't been one of those things to do that. But the holidays came around and normally I kind of like take a few days around Christmas itself with my family. And then I kind of weave work in there if I have a job that requires that. But that's usually the only time of year where I can pretty much guarantee that I'll have at least a couple days where I'm not really doing anything. And this year, Danielle was like, you know what, as a team, let's actually take that week between Christmas and New Year's, take that week off and just be with our families. And I really appreciated that because for me, knowing that the person that the people that I'm working with are also not working makes it easier for me to not work. And it turned out that that was also the timing of a really big snowstorm. And then my parents were it was our first their first week in their house that they've been renovating throughout the year. And so it was a time for us to all come together, really celebrate that. And my Nana, my mom's mom, my only grandparent that I have left, she spent Christmas with us. And so she was able to come and relax with us. And it was just a really beautiful time. And for me, as I'm sure you've heard me talk a bit before, snow is actually really calming for me. If I'm ever just having a stressful day or such a stressful week, especially if it's a nighttime snowfall, if I wake up and I just look out the door or if I stand up from my desk and look at the window and see that it's snowing, um, it just has like this magical quality for me. It does during the day as well, obviously, but there's just something about a nighttime snowfall. And after Christmas, so the day after Christmas, my brother and I, who my brother Brunt, who is a year younger than me, he and I went for a walk in the snow. It was really deep snow. Like for me, in the areas where it had been snowing for a while, like in the yard, it was up to like my hips, <laughs> probably my knees, anywhere that was like kind of more shallow, but it was a lot of snow. And so we went for a walk and they had plowed the road at this point and we went through the forest. And I don't know why I just automatically did that. I didn't even warn Brent that that's where we were going, but he really enjoys winter and the snow as well. So it was just really nice to be out where no one else was really walking. Somebody had luckily walked before us. So there was kind of like a footprint trail to walk through. Um, but it was just so nice. And it, there's something about like how snow just is naturally something that quiets the air. Like it actually creates like this acoustic different sound when you're walking and talking. Um, I'm sorry to anybody who doesn't experience snow, but I feel like a lot of you do and can understand that. So that was just like a really calming time when I also really stayed off social media pretty much until this week, um, which is very rare. I usually am at least posting something, but I think all I did really was on the weekend I reposted in my stories um, my numerology post about your personal year number, which I would totally encourage you to check out if you haven't done yours yet, because I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And I think I also shared my two main offers that I have right now. So that is the 2023 personal tarot forecast and the bundle of all of the remote recharges for 2023. Those are both still available. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I really did other than like a few posts and maybe go through people's stories a couple times, but it's the first time in 
I don't even know, like years that I can actually remember taking a solid chunk of time off and just relaxing. So it was really nice to do that. And I think my body just really needed it. And I also, for the first time in a couple of years, had plans for New Year's Eve to go out with a friend. Um, her partner was actually playing with his band at a bar and we went out and we were both mostly just chatting and listening to the music. And then we went to visit one of his friends after and we spent some time with them. And yeah, it was just a really fun time. And I think my body and my energy just really needed that, like just that total relaxation and just enjoying life you know we i feel like i just don't do that as often as i should and spending that extended period of time with my family was just so nice and actually before i went there um the day before i kind of had already stopped working and i baked almost the entire day i had a choice between like wrapping presents and cleaning or baking for my family since my mom was only going to have access to her oven basically like the day we all were getting there and I chose to spend the whole day baking. And I made things that I'd never tried before that I'd been meaning to for a long time and a couple of classics. And it really was helpful, too, because my Nana and I both obviously have ovens at home and we're not working. So, so we had the time to do it. And it was just nice to be able to share that with everyone. Um, but anyways, the main theme of that, the rest, comes into play because also this year's number. So what I was talking about with personal year numbers or year numbers is that you add up your birth date, like just the day and the current year. So instead of your birth year, which if you were to add all that up would be your life path number, you add in just this year. So if you look at just the world year, which is just the year, 2022, if you add up those numbers, 222, that's a six. So we're coming out of a six year and that's more focused on a little bit of create creation. I feel like there's some home energies. It varies so much based on, you know, what interpretations you're using, but there's also a focus on like harmony and balance and give and take those kinds of things. And so I feel like I'm really starting to take on those energies, learning how to receive. Those things are slowly becoming easier to manage. And when you think of the time, like I said, spending the time to rest, creating things to give, you know, giving and receiving, um, being at the holidays, gift giving. It just felt like a good way to culminate that energy. And then going into this year, 2023, two plus two is four, add three, that's seven. And seven is all things mystical, you know, seven as that like mysterious number, lucky number. And it also does have these themes of rest and rejuvenation and going within that are kind of attached to that. And that's really what I'm feeling into for this year. But there is also an energy of the chariot and movement that comes along with the seven. It's also like making decisions and sometimes a little bit of confusion. But with this energy of action, this is where we kind of like bridge the two, right? Because we've got two sides of the seven. And I think it's also because if you think of the number seven, if you have an odd number, there's a lot of ways that you can make that number, right? You can do two plus five or three plus four and six plus one. There's just different combinations. And it's usually a combination of an odd and an even, right? So in order to look at that, 
you would also say maybe if you're taking a three and a four, a three is more dynamic. It's creativity. You know, it's the Empress, which is my actual personal year number for this year. And also a four, which is stability and foundations and, you know, making sense of things, being more logical. And so the seven, I think that's where the, for me, the magic comes in is blending those things so that you can actually make this intangible tangible. And that's where the action comes in, right? Once we know what we can do, we can do it. And when something's just an idea and we're daydreaming, it's not really going to come into action, into reality until we take action. And that's where the two of wands, which is this week's card in the forecast with in the cosmic energy report. So I think it's still the episode before this because I haven't made an episode in a couple of weeks. And that energy now feels more dynamic to me because usually I see it as a two, you know, it's just making a decision between two things or action or inaction, choosing that. But it also is the combination of that daydream that we're having that we always talk about with that card and making it a reality, knowing if we're going to take action on it. And the key word there in the description of that card is choices. And that's the other major theme that has come up. And this is the thing that I really wanted to talk about more because when I started not feeling well on Sunday, I could have kind of gotten stressed out because I did have a few things that I wanted to do for work this week. And it just so happened that we decided to take an extra day and to not have our team meeting. So that was actually very helpful because I was just going to push forward anyways, like usual. And then, you know what? I honestly just looked at it and I was like, there's nothing super urgent. And I just took the day. And then Monday, yesterday came along and I did the same thing. I did a few small things that needed to be, to be done, but mostly I just rested and watched TV and made sure I actually ate <laughs> decent meals and drank lots of water, had tea, and just watched things that I felt like watching. And this is where... I started coming back into the realization that it was time for me to start moving forward with the podcast again and getting back on track with doing weekly episodes or more regular at least. And that's because I was choosing really random things. I'd kind of finished all of the shows and watched the movies that I had been thinking of. And I was like, you know what, I'll just watch movies since I actually want to sit still. And I rarely watch movies for that reason, because usually I watch an episode at a time and then I go around and do stuff. So. I just started scanning through the suggested movies for me. And the first one that I came across is a new one. I do want to preface this by saying I am going to probably have some spoilers. So if either of these movies you really want to see, you might want to skip ahead a minute or two and like check in to see what I'm talking about. But there's one called Look Both Ways. And this is a movie. It's a 2022 movie so it is fairly new this is the one that i'm like worried about spoilers if somebody wants to watch it but the idea is that she it's a look at her life depending on which decision she's made or which situation comes up and so the key moment that happens at the beginning of the movie is her taking a pregnancy test and then you know whether she's going to have the child or not and so Watching it play through, though, the whole movie, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, it's going to lead up to what she's going to choose. And that was my focus was like, what choice is she going to make? And, you know, 
is she, the, one of the choices going to be better than the other? Like, what if she makes a choice that doesn't get her what she wants? But honestly, and of course, this is a spoiler that like either one, she gets something wonderful and she she actually ends up getting to the main goal or, you know, creative purpose that she was here for. So she's an illustrator. And in both situations, she ends up illustrating a film that ends up at a festival. And the only difference is just the path it takes to get there. And that just got me thinking about a lot of things, you know, because I made a choice similar to the one she's presented with in the movie, uh, you know, two years ago. And it's every choice we make though like every single choice we make there's two different options right there's two different outcomes and a lot of the time i think we think that we only have one choice because it's like the logical choice or the choice that's the easiest or the choice that you know other people want and that just seems like the only choice but the real the real truth of it is that there is always two choices you know and what I found so fascinating about this film is that in the one case, you know, she has the child and she doesn't end up with the child's father right away. And so they're navigating that and she's trying to find this time to create again. And ultimately, she ends up writing about her child and the little inside joke they have as a family. And that's what ends up as this film that gets put out there. And then on the other hand, it, when she doesn't have a child and they're not really clear on how that happens or whether she just wasn't pregnant, but the other choice is that she goes to LA, which was her original plan with her friend before this happens, and she gets a job at a film company. Eventually, she ends up making a film, and that's after leaving this major company, and it ends up in the film festival. And so either way, she gets that. And in the case, in one case, it seems she's going to end up back with the child's father, the guy she's with at the beginning of the film. And then the other trajectory is she meets someone who really cares about her and shows up for her and believes in her creatively. So, you know, we have, as soon as we agonize over choices we made in the past, thinking like, what if I'll never have that again? Or what if I'll never have anything better than that? But the main message that I kind of was left with and I was really emotional watching it was that like either way things will work out and you will get to where you are meant to be in this lifetime. It's just the universe will keep redirecting you to make sure that you get there. And so I watched that movie and then I watched a couple episodes of I think I actually watched the, not going to lie, probably the entire new season all at once of Emily in Paris. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, I'm going to watch another movie. So this is, keep in mind, this is over like two days. I didn't watch this all at once. But then I watched this movie called Two Hearts. And it's from 2020. It's the number two, like two hearts. And again, there's going to be spoilers. But in this film, um, by the way, even if I tell you these things, like watching them is still obviously way worth it. But this one is about... Uh, it's kind of dual stories where it's two different people. So one man has this lung condition that's found when he's younger and then he 
gets older. He meets this woman on a plane who is a flight attendant at the time. He really takes a chance and like reaches out to her. He starts finding out where she's going to be and showing up there. And he even, I think they both realize it could be creepy, but she's excited to see him each time. They have a connection. Eventually they get married and then his health becomes at risk again. And simultaneously, well, not simultaneously, this is kind of like leading up to this point, but then there's this young kid who ends up um, finding this girl that he really likes and being in college, I believe. And then he, for example, doesn't know how to drive. And then this girl is doing like this safety walk program there and he volunteers for it. And then she's like, okay, you'll be driving. And he's like, I can't drive. So he just goes along with her. And then eventually she teaches him how to drive. His family comes to visit. It's a whole adorable thing. But then he um, ends up becoming unconscious during a visit with his girlfriend and his brothers there. And they bring him to the hospital. And then there's this point in the film where you know that because at the driver's licensing, again, without spoilers, I'm sorry, guys. Um, at the driver's license test, he marks off that he's going to be an organ donor. So you can kind of see where the film is going. But they have it so that the stories are kind of like weaving back and forth. But the they show him waking up. The woman's there, they, his girlfriend's there, they get married, they have a kid, it's this beautiful thing. And then all of a sudden at one point, he's like, but that didn't happen. And you learn that he actually did pass away and that his lungs were donated to the man, the other man. And then the story kind of ends with the couple wanting to find the family to be able to thank them. And it's actually based on a true story about how then this couple start funds a place for people waiting for organs um, to stay while they're waiting for transplants. And, and that just went to show you that, like, even though he didn't get to have the big, beautiful life that he intended, there is this beauty in the fact that, like, five different people received organs and were able to live on because of him. And so it's him narrating the story the whole time and seeing what happened after he passed. So as much as there's so much tragedy involved in that, sometimes that happens in our lives too with our choices where we know it's a sad thing, but it's something that has to happen or something that's the right choice for us and that maybe some people are going to be really sad or really heartbroken. But we have to acknowledge that like there's this part of us that knows what the right choice is and of course every time it comes close to my birthday it's kind of like a double new year for me because it's like the actual new year on the first and then my birthday is the fourth so there's just a general sense of renewal for me and so i these themes coming up so much i was like okay this is definitely something for me to think about as well just in my own life because i have made a lot of choices and i had um i joined the class for the Capricorn season that Emily Barnard does, uh, Emily and her stars on Instagram. She has backroads to astrology. She has this amazing deep dive into each sign. And in the Capricorn one, she was talking about how <laughs> for Capricorns, we can agonize over small decisions, but then we'll totally just take a huge leap and change our whole lives 
overnight um, when something feels like the right decision. And that so totally sums up how I feel about how I live my life. Like tiny details I hate and I get stuck in. I overthink. But I, as we have talked about many times on this podcast, I'll change my entire life overnight when I just am sure that I want to do something. And it's not until I've already done it or until I'm telling someone about it that I realize it was like a very wild and huge life change. But then yesterday, um, after I, I, st- I fin- did a few things, I went, I watched a whole bunch of the Great Canadian Baking Championship, by the way, including a season that I'd already watched and completely forgot about because <laughs> I was just being lazy for part of the day. But in the evening, I started watching a show. I started looking on Amazon Prime because I was like, I haven't looked on there in a while. I don't know what shows are here. And I was just randomly looking through shows again. Again, just randomly chose something and it was on the same theme. And so this is a show from like 2009 based in Toronto. And I was like, why did I never watch this show? It's called Being Erica. And again, with the spoilers, but I don't, we're not going to get into too much detail. But basically the show is her having these opportunities where there's this it, like therapist that just shows up out of nowhere so it's kind of like a magical thing where she goes into this other realm sort of almost and he just shows up places and qu- asks her questions and puts her in these situations but it's based on the first episode he asks her to write a list of regrets and she writes lots she writes like pages of them and when he gives them when she gives them back to him what he does is he'll pick one and say like why is this a regret they start talking about it and then he puts her back in time and gives her this opportunity to do things differently and each episode a lot of the themes end up making her realize like oh that happened for a reason or i made the right choice that was the right choice for me or that sometimes you know no matter how hard you try Things will get messed up one way or the other, or they might have the same outcome. It may not happen the same way, but you might end up at the same outcome. And I was like, how is this happening? Like, I jotted it down even after the first two movies. But then, like, I just wrote down the names of them and the themes. Just I do that sometimes when I'm like, oh, this is an interesting movie. I mean, I want to talk about it sometime. But because it was like back to back, I was like, that's weird. Those are like the same themes. And then when I started jotting down about the show, I was like, okay, this is insane. This is so wild. So obviously I've only watched a couple of episodes since I just started watching it yesterday. But I had this very clear understanding that this was meant for this episode. So I may revisit it in another one, but one of them, for example, there's this girl that she was kind of like a rival, but not really. Like they were just kind of like competitive with each other in like um, debate and literature and those kinds of topics. And one of the things that she's talking about at this time is that she gets fired. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have a relationship. Like she's, I think she breaks up with her boyfriend at the beginning. See, that's how good my ADHD memory is. I don't even remember. And I just watched it yesterday. But um, they, idea is that she's trying to figure out a direction for her life and so he puts her back in time to see what would happen if she joined this like underground society it's called like literati um and it's like supposedly that there's this huge network of people that all connect each other in the public publishing world and like literature world 
And this girl that was her rival at the time went through with the initiation for it. And she didn't because she thought it was just too much because they were getting them to do these awful things. And she was like, I don't want to do it. But when she is talking to this therapist, who, his name is Dr. Tom, the doctor that shows up. And she's like, you know, maybe I was supposed to do it like for the it, maybe it was short sighted of me to not go through with it when it could have had these great long term effects because this woman is now like this executive level person at a publishing house that she was just applying for an assistant job at that she was like she realized she would be this woman's assistant and so she goes back in time and one of the things they have them do is they make these people get into coffins in the ground and then they tell the people being initiated you have to bury them alive no matter how much they're screaming or whatever and she can't do it she's like no I, I have to let this guy out because the guy's like freaking out and then the girl who's beside her um who is her rival also lets the person out and then they end up getting in and everyone who just kept going and burying the people weren't initiated and so it turns out that you know caring about people is a quality that they actually value but then when she actually does get in she realizes that they still make you do terrible things when you're in it. Like they make you find dirt on people and expose people and do things that are just harmful. And so she actually leaves it. And then when she's talking to Dr. Tom about it after, he was like, see, you knew that that was the right choice for you and you will get where you're going, but that wasn't the path for you. That was her path. That's how she got to where she was going, but that wasn't the path for you. And there were a couple of quotes that I wrote down specifically from that episode. I think there's three of them, actually. Two of them are connected because there's like a piece in between. But the first thing is that when she's talking to the woman, when they're first having their exchange, like in current time, well, it's 2009, but <laughs> in current time in the show, um, she says to her, we are the sum of our decisions. And that, though, misdirected, you know, not a nice way in the show it's true. We are the sum of our decisions. And even if there are things that we may regret, they still brought us to where we are. And it doesn't mean that we won't, again, become who we want to be or get to where we're going. And I think the fact that the show is called Being Erica is like so profound in a way, which I wouldn't really have really thought before when I was just, you know, seeing little clips of it here and there. But the fact that she's becoming more and more sure of herself when she gets to revisit these situations and realize like, no, that's why I am the way I am or things were meant to happen that way. And there are times when things are altered and she goes through pain or suffering, but for the most part, she learns something from either way. And so one of the main things from, I believe it was that episode actually, um, more of just the other themes is that he's trying to point out to her that she cares more about what other people think of her than how she feels about herself. And so this is one of the reasons why she has to revisit this, that like it doesn't matter if people think that she's not getting anywhere in life or that she's, you know, a late bloomer or any of those things. And I think I can relate to that a lot because I went back to school around my Saturn return, actually, which is funny because we were talking about Saturn returns because Saturn rules Capricorn and that's a big influence for everyone when you're 
Saturn return happens, which is usually around when you're 30. And for me, when mine showed up was when I, right around the time I switched to going here to school for art. And I was almost 30, like I said, going back to school for art. Usually people go to school for art and then do something more practical. I'm doing air quotes later on. And I didn't even think twice. I just, that was one of the times that I just changed my whole life and was like, I'm doing this now. And I was very sure of it. And since then, you know, it's been a long, but also very fast and very turbulent few years. I would say when I said in return, I almost feel it felt like it lasted like this whole five years because I'm obviously turning 35 very soon within 20 minutes. Um, but the huge life lessons that I've had in the last few years because of that choice, I could have just either stayed at the school I was at or stayed at the job I was at and waited for another opportunity to come. And it would have come and there would have been some way for me to start being more artistic, start doing art. But this was the route that I took. And one of the realizations I had was when I look back at, you know, my early 20s, thinking that. My main priority was having a relationship and a family and, you know, finding a career that made more money or whatever. Now, having lived through the last five years, making a choice that was just for myself, I now realize that my priorities are art and making connections that are genuine and making a difference in other people's lives and connecting with people, connecting with my own spirit and connecting with like plants and nature. And yes, I would like to have a relationship, but having a family, settling down, having a house, those things that seemed like they mattered more than anything else. I've now, because I've given myself the time to get to know myself and become more confident in myself by making decisions, seeing how they play out, thinking about how I feel about them, doing the inner work, I now am more confident when I do make decisions. And now I also read you the quotes I was going to read. I just looked down and was like, oh yeah, I started all of this because of these quotes. So one of the quotes is, so when she comes back after she like has done the initiation, realized that the thing's for, not for her, she doesn't want to be part of the society. And one of the things he says to her is, chip away at what makes you you and you become something else. And I actually replayed that part literally like three times, partly because I wrote it down first and then I just kept listening to it in my head. And as I said to you, re repetition is something that like when my guides or spirit or higher self are trying to get my attention for something, um, it plays it over and over again. I'm getting really emotional. This is what happened to me yesterday, so I'm not surprised. Um, but I think we all do that at different times. We allow things to chip away at us. Like it's from every small thing. Like even if somebody's like, where do you want to go for dinner? And you say one thing and they're like, I don't want to do that. And you go, okay, <laughs> you just give up, right? It starts with the small things, but that's fine. Compromise is fine. But I'm just using that as an example of like when you let it start with the small things and then they become bigger things and then it becomes your entire life, your entire career, you know, you, and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, how did I get here? Because I don't feel like me. And I've had that happen to me a couple of times. And thankfully, I've been able to like really sink deep into myself and 
be open to the possibility. And I've told this story many times, but when I went back to school, I didn't know how I was going to get out of my job, but I literally just wrote in my journal, like, I'm going to quit my job. And the pieces all came together. And uh, I actually watched a TikTok the other day, which it seemed silly when I first listened to it. And then I was like, why would I say that silly? Because it's two girls. They're literally like eating noodles in a car, um, <laughs> which I love. And they're saying that they both just decided they were just going to start saying, I'm so lucky and things always work out for me. And they would just keep saying this. And then things actually did just weirdly positive and lucky things did start happening to them. And then I actually saw a TikTok today. I'd forgotten about that. And then I saw a TikTok today and it's somebody just talking about that and they're duetting her. And she's saying, I thought it was really silly too, but I was like, she, like she was saying like oh i was just like you know what i might as well say it and she lists like four or five like really wildly specific things that happened to her within like a couple days and i started thinking of that in conjunction with this idea of like just being yourself not allowing things to chip away at you and just believing that like by choosing yourself positive things will happen and I think there's a lot of me that gets away with making these big leaps because my I've talked about this before like my Jupiter is in Aries and right now Jupiter is in Aries and that's a very take a leap energy because Aries is the first sign it's the initiator it's got fire energy it's so it's associated with Mars and although right now we may not be feeling the Mars energy so much because it's in retrograde, again, I'm not an astrologer. These are just things that I know. Follow Emily, Emily and her stars. Um, but that energy of just thinking about chipping away at yourself really dug into my heart because even though I'm doing a lot of things that I love, there's still parts of me that compromise a lot. And if you go back to, it's an older episode. I honestly couldn't tell you what number it is. But it's about compromise. And I think it's the number 14, isn't it? Because it's one of the human design gates. And it's about how compromise is actually like debilitating if you allow it to happen and you don't let yourself desire, have what you desire and be yourself. And my human design um, incarnation cross, my like life theme is individualism. By me being myself and doing what I want to do get, shows other people how to do that and creates momentum for other people and inspiration. So if I don't do what I'm supposed to do or what I want to do, I'm actually doing a disservice to everyone around me. And that's not just true for me. That's true of everyone. But for me, it feels like a responsibility. And as a Capricorn, anything that feels like a responsibility, I take seriously. And so when I started thinking about that, I was like, well, if I'm supposed to create art and talk to plants and be in nature, that's important. Then. That's urgent. That's not the thing to put on the back, back burner. But for a while now, I've been putting that on, on the back burner and making that the least important thing and allowing that to be the thing that I chip away from my schedule. Um. So anyways, then he says to her, you know, like you were right to avoid it the first time. You knew in your heart that that's what you're meant to do. And so he, I'm going to cry again. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to try not to. But the next quote that he, Dr. Tom says to her is, there are many ways to achieve your 
our goals, Erica, but ignoring your inner voice is not one of them. And um, obviously, I just told you I was going to cry. Um, this brought me back to the Look Both Ways movie, where both ways she gets where she wants to be. She gets recognized for her talents. And I think um, the reason I needed the time to rest was for me to finally hear it. A, to finally actually rest and unplug so that I could hear my own voice. And because I still don't let my thoughts settle, the only way they could get through to me was by me choosing random things to watch on Netflix and Amazon. But I think the reason it feels really urgent for me to do this episode is that when you're thinking of like your New Year's resolutions or, you know, the things that you want to do, your goals for this year, let them be goals that make you more yourself. Not like based on what you see as like, maybe you're going to be inspired by the other people or you're going to see things that really light you up and that's great look for those inspirations but make sure that you're choosing things that make you yourself and i had this um thought drop in earlier today which i just remembered now and um it was really random i feel like this is like my aquarius my venus and aquarius energy because i was thinking about aquarius earlier today and like aliens and technology and stuff but there's this very clear like message that came to me and i totally forgot about it but it was this idea that, like, if an alien species or something was coming to Earth and you found out that they were only going to, you know, favor the people that were different, if they saw a bunch of people that looked the same, they were going to consider them disposable. Let's just say, like, all these people are wearing the same brand or all these people look like they're just copies of each other. Disposable. And the people that were going to be really celebrated and studied and put on a pedestal and given the resources they wanted were the people that were totally just being themselves, who didn't even really resonate with the people around them. And just say that these aliens can sense energy, right? They can see energy and they can see who's pulling energy from others and trying to mimic it. And versus the people that are in their own bubble and who are sharing energy with others. And, you know, I just think of like the sheer panic that some people would experience because their whole life has been based on fitting in, right? And it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, cope and survive <laughs> to be a human in this world. But the idea is that if you have that mindset and you think, okay, where would most of my energy be directed? Would I be seeking out external validation and giving the power to others? Or would I be using my own energy to empower others? And would I be seen as an individual? Would my energy look like if they could see who was in their own energy and fulfilling them, themselves, would I actually glow that color? What would I look like as an energy to an alien? <laughs> it's a really random thought, but it made a lot of sense to me. And I just heard a ringing. I don't know if you guys heard that, but I just heard like a bell. Anyways, so I just wanted to kind of 
maybe leave it with this. I'm probably going to go off on a tangent again, but I just wanted to really mention that thought because that made me think like how, what percentage of fulfilling myself, and I don't mean like getting to a certain level of success or outward achievements, but like feeling like I'm at least every day, like feeling more like myself, like where would I be on that scale? And I don't really know, honestly. I think I'm doing pretty well compared to where I was five years ago. I would say that in terms of what I could be doing now, maybe I'm at like a 60, 70, maybe on a good day. But knowing that I have so many exciting things coming up this year, I actually literally today had someone, so I've been volunteering, as you know, at a local organization because I wanted to have a gallery show there, which I will with my friend. And we have another one in March as well. And the person who has their show there currently, I looked them up on Instagram and followed them. She's a beautiful artist. And today she followed me back and sent me a message. I guess she checked it in my profile. And she was like, hey, I was wondering if you'd like to collaborate at some point. And I was like, wow, like all I did was follow her. I didn't send her a message. I didn't like go like all her stuff. I just was like energetically like I would like to be connected to this person. And lo and behold, she felt the same way when she looked at my page and saw what I'm about. And that's what the energy that I think these years all about. That's that seven energy. And if you haven't listened to my series on the Celestine Prophecy, um, I honestly feel like this is that energy. Um, I would maybe go back to it if it's something you enjoyed or if you haven't listened to it. Not because it's me, but just because the concepts, like I really only talk about the actual insights from the book. I didn't really go into the storyline of it. So you'll still enjoy reading the story again if you go and read the book too. But it's this idea that as humans, in order to move forward, connecting with each other is how we get the vital information that we need to fulfill our purpose. And that's really what I'm going to be leading with this year. And I think that is what all of this leads to, to like making decisions that are for ourselves and resting. It goes back to like choices and rest and how when we're quiet, we get to know what the right choice is. And when we need to make a choice and after we've made the right choice, we can rest for it. And I think those energies really go hand in hand this year. And I just really hope that this resonated with at least one person who's listening because I now have six minutes left of being 34. And when I was just thinking about that, three and four is seven. And I've been talking about this all the time. So this is my culmination of, you know, being 34 is that this is a seven year coming up, but I'm going into a three year. And I feel really confident that that energy, which is a lot of like creativity, it's the Empress energy. I feel like it's a very feminine card. I want to be connected with nature. So yeah. And I just wanted to, again, remind you that I have my remote recharge bundle and my 2023 tarot sessions. They're email readings. I'll do them probably until the middle of January. So if you don't see a time that works or if there are no times showing, just let me know. But yeah, thank you for spending this last hour of my birthday with me, even though it's my birthday when you're listening.
So happy Capricorn season. I'm really hoping to have another episode next week. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.